Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the ever-changing world of technology? Tech It Out can help make some sense of it all. Breaking down geek speak into street speak, technology columnist, author, and TV personality Mark Saltzman covers consumer technology each week for every listener. Mark tackles the latest news, reviews, and how-tos to help you understand what's hot, what's not, and why. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 168 of Tech It Out. The weekly show is over three years old. If you do the math, you can see that makes sense. I hope you're having a good weekend so far, despite the pre-election craziness, the pandemic, and a whole host of other issues plaguing us right now. If we can make it through 2020, I swear we are golden. If you want to hit me up on social media to say hi, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube. You can find me at Mark with a C and Saltzman with a Z. Let me know what you're up to and what tech you're interested in. Maybe the new iPhone, which we will get to shortly. We do have a great show planned for you this hour. We will kick it all off with an iPhone 12 review with Daniel Bader from iMore. Then we're going to learn about teaching kids financial literacy with a new app. After that, and speaking of apps, Care Clinic will drop by to talk about its health platform that I think you're going to find interesting. Western Digital will be here to tell us about a line of internal drives for computers called WD Blue and what that's all about. I'll also talk about slick deals this hour and how they can save you money as you get ready to shop for Black Friday or Cyber Monday and into the holidays. All of this and more on an all-new Tech It Out, powered by Asus, which I'll tell you more about shortly. But let's kick off the show with our first interview. They're here. While delayed, iPhone 12 and iPhone 12 Pro are officially available. Of course, a product family Apple calls a significant leap ahead. But what do the critics think? So who better to talk to than mobile phone expert Daniel Bader, who's both managing editor at Android Central and senior editor at iMore. Welcome back to the show, Daniel. Always good to chat with you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. Now, before we talk iPhone 12, tell us a bit about iMore. Yeah, iMore is the place that you want to visit if you're interested in Apple products. So we cover all of the latest gadgets, all of the accessories, and we tell you which iPhone to buy because, as I'm sure you know this year, Mark, it's quite confusing Mm -hmm. with four new iPhones being launched uh, this year. And, you know, we try to break down exactly who should buy which model. And if you're on a budget, what's the best product for you? Okay, great. Yeah, of course, the iPhone mini is the smaller one out of the four. The iPhone 12 is available now and the iPhone 12 Pro both at 6.1 inches. And then there's the larger iPhone 12 Pro Max coming at 6.7 inches a little bit uh, later. But uh, yeah, it it can be overwhelming, no doubt. But while we've got you and I know you've had some initial hands on time with iPhone 12 and iPhone 12 Max, if I'm not mistaken. Tell us what are your impressions of these devices so far? Yeah, so it's a really... Uh, from a design perspective, these are iterative updates. They're a little bit more squared off. They look a lot more like the iPhone 5, 5S era iPhones, but they're larger and obviously a bit more premium. They obviously also have no home button. This is a continuation of the Face ID design philosophy that Apple has been going with since 2017. Overall, it is extremely familiar. If you're an iPhone user today, you are going to understand how to use this from the get-go. Um, and, and really, what I'm interested in is whether the ceramic shield glass that Apple has covered both sides of this phone with are more hardy than the previous versions. I am a klutz. I drop my phone a lot. I don't like to put it in a case because I'm stubborn like that. And I have broken iPhones before. Apple says that the ceramic shield is four times stronger in some situations 
than previous models. So that I'm most interested in finding out, although I don't want to drop my phone to uh, to figure it out. So uh, maybe we'll have to wait until the inevitable. All right. So you're not going to put it through a battery of tests to, to test its uh, rugged ability. You're just going to see with regular use being a self-proclaimed yeah. klutz if it can withstand the daily bumps and grinds of everyday life. Yeah, I think that's the safe way to do <laughs> there it. There you go. And then going back to the design. Okay. So yeah, squared off edges, more like an iPhone 5. A lot of people seem to like that if uh, my Twitter feed is any indication. And then the ceramic shield adds some durability to the device. And then you also touched on the face ID. So no home button. So that means you are still logging in and paying for things with your face opposed to a fingertip with touch ID. The rumor was that because of COVID and everybody wearing a mask, that they were going to reintroduce touch ID, perhaps on the side of the iPhone, like they're doing with the iPad Air. Were you disappointed to see that they kept face ID and then therefore you have to keep pulling down your mask in order to log in? I initially had that reaction, but I think Apple is playing the long game here. It, like every other company, is hoping COVID is gone by and large by the middle of next year. If you're buying an iPhone 12, you're clearly buying it for multiple years, three, four, even five years. By then, most people will have this hopefully as a distant memory, and we won't be wearing masks as often as we are today. But yes, obviously, there is a big accessible right side home button that uh, looks very much like the one on the iPad Air and could have integrated a you know a Touch ID sensor in there, but it would have increased cost. And Apple is very careful about increasing year-over-year costs, especially when your phones are already as expensive as they are. So that would have added, I think, $50 at least to the price. And that just wasn't something Apple wanted to negotiate. Good point. And before we talk about 5G, which is one of the reasons why Apple says this is a significant leap ahead in terms of the iPhone family, talking about costs, a lot of people are disappointed to learn that the iPhone 12 does not include earphones, nor does it include a charger brick at the end of the cable. Talk to us about that. Do you think this is a big deal for most consumers? I think it's a big deal if you're coming from a much older iPhone, because the cable in the box is on one side, the familiar lightning port that you've plugged into your iPhone for years. But on the other side, it's a USB-C port. And that charger may be very new for people, unless you have a MacBook or an, I- or an iPad Pro um, or an Android phone. That port may be completely new, and you may not have any existing AC adapters with that tiny connector. And that will entail you having to spend 20 to $30 to buy a couple of these new AC adapters to plug into and power your iPhone. Now, obviously, Apple has introduced the new MagSafe standard that negates the need for plugging in your phone at all. And I'm sure you want to talk about that in a little bit. But this does seem like Apple is appealing to the environmental and sustainability side of the business while also putting customers out for a bit more money if they're not already equipped with the accessories that they need to power the phone by the wall. If they took out, if they took off some of the money of the iPhone because they didn't in- include ear pods and did not include the charging brick, then I think a lot of people would say, okay, fine, we get the environmental commitment and, and we praise them for that. But it's $100 more than last year's iPhone 11, if I'm not mistaken. We're chatting with Daniel Bader, managing editor at Android Central. And more importantly for today's conversation, he's senior editor at iMore. And we're talking about the new iPhone 12, his initial impressions. What about 5G? Is this uh, as significant as Apple believes it is? And of course, all the mobile carriers that support it? This is a really interesting part of the conversation. 5G 
was the show-stopping feature that Apple promoted on stage during its event. And it's because it is so close with the carriers in both the U.S. and around the world that support 5G. And I will say that while 5G today does not really show its eventual potential, it is merely a little bit faster than what our current 4G networks offer, eventually it will be a huge upgrade for usability, both from a latency and a download and upload speed perspective. And this is, as I said in the beginning, with the Face ID, it's future-proofing that set of features. And I think in three or four years, when 5G is ubiquitous in every country in the world, then we will take for granted that it is so be- so much better. Well, something that I think people will use out of the box are the cameras. And that seems to be one of the more popular applications for smartphones. Certainly iPhone places a high priority on its uh, cameras. And now introducing LiDAR with its iPhone 12 Pro. Tell us what that is and uh, maybe we can wrap up with uh, your thoughts on all iPhone 12s as cameras. Yeah, so LiDAR is essentially a pulsing laser that sends a signal out into a room. It receives a a feedback from all the surfaces, and it can build a really accurate sketch of what is in front of the sensor very quickly. On the iPhone, it serves the purpose of making autofocus a lot more reliable. So if you're in a dark situation and you find that your camera on your current phone hunts back and forth, it can't quite get a handle on the subject in front of it, LiDAR is going to make it much more reliable when you're auto-focusing in in low light. Most of the improvements will come in low light situations. All right. As we wrap up, Daniel, it all sounds great, in my opinion, with perhaps not having the uh, right power cube to charge it up in the wall. Aside from that, everything sounds fantastic. Uh, initial thoughts, I'm not going to push you to give us a grade, like a letter grade or a score out of 10, but what, what are your quick sort of summary thoughts on the iPhone 12? So if you are choosing between the iPhone 12 and the 12 Pro, this year, the 12 is much closer to the Pro model than the 11 was to the 11 Pro model. Hmm. And what that means is that if you are thinking about trying to save some money, you can safely go with the iPhone 12 and not worry that you're losing out on a lot of the features of the Pro model, and you'll be very happy with the the phone. If you're coming from an iPhone 7 or 8, I would say this is a very big update. If you're coming from an iPhone 10 or 10S, you could probably hold out another year. And if you're coming from an iPhone 11, I would not recommend upgrading you can probably hold on to your phone at least two more years. Okay, very valuable insights there. Thank you so much, Daniel. Great to chat with you as always. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. You're listening to Tech It Out, powered by Asus. For those in search of incredible, Asus creates technology for today and tomorrow's smart life. And that includes its line of award-winning laptops, especially the ZenBook family of laptops. You got to check them out at asus.com slash US slash radio. That's asus.com forward slash US forward slash radio. We'll be right back with more. Tech It Out. Listen to Tech It Out whenever you want. Find the Tech It Out podcast at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tech It Out, everyone. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. Especially given the tough year 2020 has been, why would anybody want to pay more than they need to when they're shopping for themselves or a loved one? 
Thankfully, that's a thing of the past with Slick Deals, billed as the largest social platform for shopping, and now the Slick Deals browser extension for Chrome and Edge and Firefox. You can get early access to Slick Deals' best of web deals as vetted and voted on by its community of millions, along with discount codes, exclusive coupons, and deal alerts. Enable the free Slick Deals browser extension at slickdeals.net slash radio. Again, it's free. It's slickdeals.net forward slash radio to enable the free Slick Deals browser extension to start saving today. Can you imagine if parents can give their child a learner's permit for financial education? Well, we have lifestyle expert and mom, Yvette Rios, here with us today to talk to us about how parents can use a new savings account and digital tools to give their kids the opportunity to practice money basics. Hi, Yvette. Welcome to Tech It Out. Hi, thank you so much, and I'm excited. I've teamed up with Chase to hopefully show parents how they can help start their kids' financial education. Why would you say financial literacy is important for kids, especially now? Ah, oh, geez. Well, it is so crucial. You know, the pandemic has certainly brought to light the importance of learning to save. The earlier we start, the better prepared we are to deal with the unexpected. And, you know, we've found that kids who learn financial literacy early are six times more likely to graduate from college. So it's super, super important. And since more transactions are happening digitally, it's easy for kids to lose touch with the value of money because they never see it. So for all of these reasons, financial literacy is so important. Got it. And I mentioned in the intro that there are some digital tools that can help parents and kids form healthy financial habits. Can you walk us through what that could look like? Absolutely. Well, kids are digitally native. I know my kids know how to use an iPad better than I do. So why not meet them halfway with an app? There's a new account from Chase that parents can open for their kids and access from the Chase mobile app. Just as you mentioned, it's like having a financial health learner's permit where kids have the freedom to learn, but kids control and guide. So it helps families manage the three basics of money, which is earn, spend, and save. So here's how the account works. Mm -hmm. In the app, parents use the earn tab to set allowances and assign chores, including how much kids will receive and when those chores need to be completed. And then in the spend app, parents set the amount kids can spend and what types of stores they can shop at. And then the save tab lets parents have exclusive control over moving funds once kids complete a goal. And even kids can even get a debit card, which I think is so cool to help them experience how to buy things, but of course with the supervision and support of their parents. Now, if the child logs into the same app to see what they've been saving and spending, is it easy for them to understand? I mean, is it color-coded? What's the interface like? Because it's radio, maybe you can explain a little bit about how it looks. It is, honestly, it is such a fun app. I really wish that this was around when I was a kid because the tasks and the, the goals that they have are in there as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really colorful. It's We are chatting with lifestyle expert and mom. Yvette Rios on how parents can encourage financial literacy with their kids through digital tools, including an app. With that in mind, what skills should parents be teaching kids when it comes to financial literacy, tech aside? Yes. Well, the most important thing is to talk to them and have conversations about how to plan for purchases and spend wisely. Savings is obviously the most important habit. And teach 
kids to work for a goal. Like my kids are really into Legos, and now they've started asking for these more expensive Lego sets. So we've started talking about like saving for those. You know, you, you know what are the tasks they can do around the house that'll help them get closer to earning those things. And, and showing them how to save monthly, depositing money into their savings account every month will help children set themselves up for success later in life. I think most kids understand that money doesn't grow on trees, but they may not understand what it takes to earn that money. So it's really, really important to, you know, even if you've got young kids, to teach them to start counting change, how many quarters are in the dollar, tell them what a bank does. This gives them a really great foundation to build upon. Yvette, you were just talking about young kids and starting with physical currency like coins and things like that. With that in mind, as a parent, how do you know when your child is ready for an account like this? Well, you know, I've got a six-year-old and I think he is definitely ready because he's already started to ask me to buy things for him that are, you know, outside of his budget or, his, you know, the money that he has. Mm-hmm. So that is a good opportunity to talk about, well, you know, how can you save to get those things and is that worth, you know, your savings? Right. And Opening an account is a really big step to help them. But what's great about this account is that you're totally in control because you're the adult and the account is yours. So you can lock it and manage it. I don't know about you, but I totally remember that grown-up feeling of getting my first bank account. I remember my mom um, took me to the dime savings bank, which doesn't exist anymore, and opened up the account for me. So make this memorable for them. Deposit the money with them. Get them a nice wallet and put the debit card if you choose to get one for them. And shop alongside them. All right, Yvette. And then finally, where can we go for more information? Sure. You can go to chase.com slash firstbanking. All right, chase.com slash first banking. Yvette Rios, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure chatting with you. And good luck in buying those big Lego sets. You know, I've been there, been there. It's a lot cheaper to take them to garage sales and and get them a a bag of secondhand Legos. (laughs) That as well. We definitely do. Be well. Cheers. We're going to go from financial health to physical health when we return, but stay with the theme of cool apps. We're going to talk with Care Clinic on Tech It Out when we return on the Radio America Network. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Want to follow Mark? Google him. Mark with a Z and Saltzman with a Z. Breaking down geek speak into street speak. This is Tech It Out. Tech It Out with technology columnist, author, and TV personality, Mark Saltzman. This show is powered by Asus, the company that creates technology for today and tomorrow's smart life. And that includes its line of award-winning laptops and desktops, accessories like monitors. They have smartphones, tablets, smartwatches, and more. For those in search of incredible, visit asus.com slash us slash radio. That's asus.com forward slash us forward slash radio. Health is one of the topics I like to dive into on this program as I'm fascinated at how technology can transform this space to help more people, perhaps for less money, regardless of where they live. I truly believe tech is reshaping healthcare in many exciting ways. So we're now going to learn about a Canadian platform called Care Clinic that is contributing to this movement now when we need it more than ever, perhaps. And so joining us on the line to chat is Akshay Khanna. He's the founder and CEO at Care Clinic. Thanks for your time, Akshay. Good to chat with you. 
Thanks for having me, Mark. Before we talk about Care Clinic, please talk to us about how the healthcare landscape has changed. For sure. The healthcare landscape as a whole has definitely been evolving, just like any other industry due to technological disruption. Patients are much more informed about their health, and uh, they've started to proactively participate in managing their treatment with their doctors. So before, people were a bit more passive and did not really go ahead and record information on their own, but wearables has come in and made that much easier for them. Okay. So the likes of Apple Watch, Fitbit, those kinds of things. Yeah, for sure. Wearables app. And it's just become a lot more accessible for everyone now as well. Was it already moving in this direction prior to COVID-19? And then the pandemic just accelerated the adoption of these tools? I feel like COVID-19 has definitely accelerated the adoption of digital health technology. I mean, we can see this from the Apple announcement. They just announced that you can track your blood oxygen levels Mm -hmm. on your Apple Watch now. And that's directly correlated to COVID. And then you see this in telemedicine now as well, where a lot more doctors are now offering online visitations to their patients. Beforehand, they didn't really need to do that. Most doctor's clinics were full. So now, because patients have been a little bit wary of going in, doctors have adopted telemedicine, pharmacies have started offering refills online. Even our app actually has seen uh, up to a 50% month over month increase in downloads. Okay, so with that in mind, Akshay, tell us about the Care Clinic app. When patients leave the doctor's office, they often feel overwhelmed with the amount of things they need to do to manage their treatment especially if they have a chronic condition, which as you may know, 44% of Canadians do, or if they are the primary caregiver to younger kids or older parents. So the Care Clinic app makes managing the entire treatment easier outside of the clinic, no matter how complex treatment may be. Okay, got it. Maybe you can walk us through some of the features of Care Clinic. I understand there's a pill reminder, you can track your symptoms, get nutritional information, healthcare logs, and so on. Please walk us through some of those. So our primary goal is to help patients track, understand, and eventually improve their health and well-being. So there are many apps that allow you to individually track medication, nutrition, and fitness, but we believe that there is power in having all your data together, uh, both in terms of simplifying management of health and also in understanding how different parts interact to help the whole you, right? So this is why we have many modules and trackers that can be turned on and off according to the person's needs. So one of them is what you alluded to, which is a medication tracker, which we have spent a long time working on. Um, So some of the main features of that are the ability to set refill reminders, adherence reminders, so basically when you should take the medication. And it comes with a built-in database of all drugs already in there. And it also goes ahead and alerts you if there's synergies or interactions based on different drugs or supplements you may be taking. But that's just one of the features that we have. Uh, There's tons of other trackers available for tracking symptoms, factors, nutrition, activities, or therapies. Just going back to how COVID has helped uh, technology change the health landscape, one of the things that we noticed a lot of people were doing were they wanted to record factors related to possible virus risk exposure. So people can now record things such as, you know, I forgot to wash my hands on this day and this time. And it goes hand in hand with recording symptoms. So this way, you can get a better sense of when you may have contracted COVID if you feel like you've contracted it. And you should present this information to a doctor when you go in to actually get tested. 
Hmm. Okay. We're chatting with Akshay Khanna, founder and CEO at Care Clinic. They've developed an app that is designed to help you manage all of your health-related information. Do you manually have to type it in, or is there any synergies with fitness bands or activity trackers, those kinds of things? Good question, Mark. So we do know that it can be tough manually inputting all data by hand. So what we decided to do was we allow you to actually take a picture of your prescription if need be, and that can import all the medications directly into the app. Additionally, if your clinic uh, or your pharmacy uses Care Clinic as well, they can directly push a care plan to your account as well. But um, wearables, yeah, we integrate with Apple Health, Google Fit, so that means we can do input and output of your health data as needed. Who would you say this app is for exactly? Is there a target demographic you're going after, like seniors, Gen Xers, maybe even millennials? Uh, For sure. So the app can be used by anyone, but more specifically, it's for people with chronic conditions or people that want to use it for preventative health. Generally, we do see that the users skew slightly female. They're over the age of 20. And one of the benefits of this app is that your caregiver can use this app as well. So if you can be a dependent, they can monitor your health remotely, which can be useful at a time like this. And how much does Care Clinic cost to download and use? So we do want to help out as many people as we can. So Care Clinic is a freemium app. So users can use it for as long as they want for free. However, if they see that, you know, they're a power user, there are some features that they can pay for. Comes to about $5 US a month, gives you access to features such as the ability to have more reminder tones or be able to add additional dependents or caregivers to your account. Okay, so it's a freemium approach and uh, you can get the core sort of functionality for free. And then if you want to pay about $5 a month, then you're able to unlock all the additional features should you want them. Exactly. Okay. How do you recommend getting going? Is it available at both app stores or is there a website? Uh, For sure. So the first thing I would recommend everyone do is go to uh, the Apple App Store if they have an iOS device or the Android Play Store. You can also go to our website directly as well for additional information. It's careclinic, one word, dot IO. We're also available on every social network, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. To search Care Clinic, you'll find us. We share tips on improving your health and wellness daily. All right. Care Clinic is one word. And you can download it from the Apple App Store for iPhone and iPad or the Google Play Store for Android devices. And then the website is careclinic.io. Akshay Khanna, thank you so much for your time. He's the founder and CEO from Care Clinic. Great to chat with you. Thanks again. Thanks for having me, Mark. We're going to catch up with Western Digital about a new line called WD Blue when we return on Tech It Out. Breaking down geek speak into street speak. Check it out. Hosted by Mark Saltzman. Welcome back to Tech It Out. When it comes to storage, one of my favorite companies is Western Digital. And there are several divisions within the company. There's WD and its hard drives. There's SanDisk and their solid state drives and those USB sticks as well. There's WD Black for gamers. There's the durable G technology drives and so on. You get the idea. And now we're going to learn about WD Blue. Joining us on the line to chat is Eric Spenot. He is the Vice President of the Computing Business Unit at Western Digital. Welcome, Eric. I hope you're well. Thanks for having me, Mark. Pleasure. Now, before we talk about WD Blue, please tell us a bit about Western Digital, the parent company. Sure. So at at Western Digital, 
our goal is to create environments for data to thrive. As the leader in data infrastructure, we are driving the innovation needed to help customers capture, preserve, and transform an ever-increasing diversity of data. Our data-centric solution include the Western Digital, G Technology, SanDisk, and WD brands. And we are one of the leading storage provider in the client SSD space, and the WD Blue brand has helped us achieve this position. Okay. All right. So it's called WD Blue. And as I mentioned off the top, and as you just touched on, WD does have several lines within the company and several different kinds of hard drives and solid state drives. So let's learn about WD Blue. These are internal drives, correct? You're correct. WD Blue line of products are internal drives. At Western Digital, we have a portfolio of HDD. HDD stands for hard disk drives and SSD. SSD stands for solid state drives intended for the PC market. For the PC market, we have defined three brands targeting different types of end users. The WD Black products are for gamers. The WD Blue products are for content creators and business professionals. Finally, WD Green cover more entry-level use cases. Right now, the market is going through a couple of simultaneous transitions. First, more and more end users are going from HDD to SSD as SSD are more resistant to shock and vibrations, more silent and faster than HDD. Second, the SSD market is gradually moving from a SATA interface to an NVMe interface even if SATA will have a long tail in the marketplace. With our WD Blue products, we are offering storage solutions to help transition from SATA to NVMe and make NVMe more accessible to the end user. All right, let's break down NVMe a little bit more. I don't like to get too technical on this show, but I understand the difference between a hard drive and a solid state drive and all the benefits that an SSD or solid state drive brings to the table. As you said, it's smaller, lighter, quieter, faster, and more durable because there's no moving parts. So there are several advantages to SSD. And then you talked about SATA versus NVMe. So this is the connection inside of the computer. Is that right? Like a PCIe slot? to snap in more storage? Exactly right. When we talk about NVMe and SATA, we are referring to the technology or the interface and how your data gets transferred between your computer and the storage drive. Okay. In a very basic analogy, you can think of it like water flowing through pipes. With SATA, the pipe is limited and there is only so much water or data you can transfer. While with NVMe, that pipe is much bigger. Until recently, most PC on the market use SATA as it's been standard for quite some time. SATA was designed for hard disk drives while NVMe has been designed for the NAND technology, which is faster in nature. The biggest benefits of an NVMe drive are latency and performance. In comparison to our SATA drives, our NVMe drive can help cut the load time in half for common creative application. 
our most recent addition to the portfolio, the WD Blue SN550, leverages NVMe technology to provide lightning fast, ultra responsive performance. I recently looked at a WD Black NVMe SSD. It's an add-in card. The model number is AN1500. And it has read speeds up to 6,500 megabits per second. So it's super fast. And it has customizable RGB lighting. So if you have a see-through tower, which a lot of gamers do, (laughs) it has that ability as well to have different colors synchronized with your gameplay. I know we're talking WD Blue, which is for another end user. No, you're right. We're chatting with Eric Spano. He is the VP of the Computing Business Unit at Western digital. We're chatting about the WD Blue line of internal storage. So you were saying earlier, Eric, that this is best suited for content creators. Do you mean like YouTubers, animators, those kind of folks? And it's a growing number of them, including yours truly. Exactly. While it's a good option for everyday consumers to upgrade from their basic SATA drive to an NVMe drive, WD Blue is an especially great value for creative users. And when this segment is in post-production on their PC or creating their digital art, they have a particular set of requirements for their storage that this product is uniquely positioned and designed to meet. We have actually defined a few use cases for WD Blue. For example, we have the graphics creator. They do a lot of multimedia editing They work on animation and visual effects. The software developers, they do code compilation. They develop websites or web apps. The architects or product designers, they do lots of CAD work. And the business professionals, they are big on productivity, collaboration, and social media. We'll continue chatting with Eric Spinell from WD about WD Blue when we return. Follow Mark Saltzman on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Listen to Check It Out whenever you want. Before we continue chatting with Western Digital to learn about this new WD Blue line of internal SSD or solid state drives, I wanted to remind you about the Slick Deals browser extension. I've partnered with Slick Deals to talk about the website between now and the end of the year. You probably have used it. It is billed as the largest social platform for shopping at slickdeals.net. And now they've got a free browser extension for Chrome, Edge, and Firefox. It gives you access to Slick Deals best of web deals as vetted and voted on by its community of millions, along with discount codes, exclusive coupons, and deal alerts. You can enable this free Slick Deals browser extension at slickdeals.net slash radio. That's slickdeals.net forward slash radio. And whenever you start shopping, you're going to immediately see in your browser if there's a better deal somewhere or a sale you didn't notice. So this can seriously save you money. So again, that's slickdeals.net slash radio. All right, let's now continue chatting with Western Digital's Eric Spinot about these drives, the WD Blue line of internal SSDs. Before the break, you were telling us about who these are for, like content creators such as YouTubers, animators, graphic designers, and so on. So all these use cases involve a fair amount of multitasking, which means people simultaneously accomplish several tasks and require more performance from their drives. For example, Our WD Blue SN550 NVMe technology enables swift access to photos and quick boot up time for photo editing software. 
And finally, for photographers or videographers especially, combining the speed of flash technology with the storage of hard disk drive is a great move. And our WD Blue line delivers a wide range of SSD and HDD to choose from. Is this for upgrading a desktop only, Eric, or can WD Blue also be ideal for laptops? Our WD Blue portfolio is ideal for desktop PC, but our WD Blue SN550 in particular can also be used in PC laptops that have an M.2 slot for expandable storage. Upgrading is quite easy, and we provide our customers with recommendations on how they can transfer their existing HDD or SSD contents to the new drive. Right. So unlike adding more RAM or system memory, which you can snap in often uh, quite easily, the, the issue here, I guess, is that you've got data on your existing hard drive or SSD that you need to transfer over to the WD Blue unless you're augmenting your your system with this new storage. But if you're replacing it, there has to be some steps to transfer over your data. That's right. So And so you have some uh, disk cloning software available in the marketplace, and we provide recommendations uh, to the end users to, on how to achieve step-by-step step the move from the existing drive to the new drive. All right, Eric, we've been chatting about the SN550 model you've referenced a couple of times. If people want to learn more about that, how much does it cost and what website could you recommend to learn more about it or other models within the WD Blue family? WD Blue SN550 starts at $54.99 for a 250 GB drive, is at $69.99 for 500 GB, and at $129.99 for a 1 terabyte capacity drive. It's available at select retailers, e-tailers, distributors, or even at our own uh, online store, the WD store. And you can learn more about Western Digital and all our products, including our WD Blue portfolio at westerndigital.com. All right, westerndigital.com. We've been chatting with Eric Speno about WD Blue and the model SN550. Thank you very much for your time. I love learning about new storage technology. So this is great. Thanks again, Eric. Thank you, Mark. Well, that was certainly a busy Tech It Out show. Thank you for tuning in. We first spoke with Daniel Bader about the iPhone 12. Daniel Bader is with Android Central and iMore.com. Then we spoke financial literacy and this new Chase Bank app. Care Clinic joined us to hear about that app designed for your medical records and your health notes and all that. Then WD Blue. We learned all about solid state drives with NVMe memory and what all that means, especially for content creators. I hope you enjoyed the program. This show, Tech It out is brought to you by asus a company that creates technology for today and tomorrow's smart life asus for those in search of incredible visit asus.com slash us slash radio for more info that's asus.com forward slash us forward slash radio looking forward to chatting with you next weekend we have a brand new tech it out plan for you another busy show with several guests if you want to hit me up on social i'm at mark with a c saltzman with a z on twitter instagram linkedin facebook Facebook and YouTube. Again, it's Mark Saltzman, M-A-R-C-S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N. Tell me what you'd like to hear on an upcoming show. All the best, everyone. Wishing you a happy and healthy week ahead. I know the election day is coming up. Very, very busy and stressful time. So hang in there. And I look forward to chatting with you next weekend on another episode of Tech It Out. Be well, everyone. Ciao. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.